Hello again, and you're very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond, and with me to look ahead to round three of the 2020 Women's Six Nations is Harlequins and England centre, Rachel Burford. Hi, Johnny. And yes, I'm going to be looking forward to extending my lead in our personal prediction battle and chatting all about the Home Union's games this Sunday. Nice to have a weekend break and recharge ahead of the third round. This Sunday from noon, Wales meet France at the Arms Park at 12.45. The joint leaders, England and Ireland, go head-to-head at Castle Park, Doncaster. And then at 10 past five, Italy face Scotland in Lenano, which is 12 miles, 12.7 miles outside Milan. (laughs) Great detail. So who's going to help us preview all of that? Well, Berth, to look forward to that game at Cardiff, we're joined by a World Rugby Hall of Famer, the woman who captained Wales 62 times and played in four World Cups, Lisa Burgess. Oh, I'm excited to have Bird on. She's one of the toughest competitors out there, um, but a great heart, and she'll be giving us a right old scoop on um, Wales. And to help us look ahead to the top of the table in County Doncaster, it's Jenny Murphy of Ireland and Barbarians fame. Yeah, looking forward to hearing Jenny's thoughts around Ireland and in terms of their performances so far, which have been pretty decent. We'll also get the thoughts of England boss Simon Middleton and those of Scotland captain Rachel Malcolm as she prepares for her trip to Italy. Scotland hope for their first win and friendlier conditions. They certainly do. So a busy old show again today. We'll get stuck into this weekend's game shortly. But first, Bertha Rooney. Have you warmed up yet? What, from Saturday? No, from your chamber this morning. Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, straight away after it. Minus 85 degrees in there for four minutes. Going to make the courage to get up to five. So if you're just shooting to Women's Rugby Pod for the first time, <laughs> you'll think we're from Mars or from some strange sexual... You brought it up, demon. not me. <laughs> what chamber were you in freezing? Cryojuvenate. It's, um, it's to rejuvenate your body like an ice bath but cold, like dry ice I, I, it's definitely worked <laughs> uh, and we've got to say huge commitment to the uh, the pod today uh, we recorded a, a, a little studio out in deepest darkest Hampshire and, and we had to put wellies on didn't we to get to the studio today so full commitment I um, hope your viewers appreciate your listeners should I say appreciating the commitment uh, that we're making great excuse to wear the hunters Quinn's Hunters. Yeah, well. nice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah you another plug. Quins. Shameless. Utterly shameless. <laughs> You've got a rubber boot sponsor. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway, let's move on with some news elsewhere outside the Six Nations. The Tyrrell's rearranged fixture between Richmond and Saracens ended up seven points to 42. A bonus point win for the reigning champions now puts them two points ahead at the top of the table. The reigning double champions with a perfect 12-12 record. You were there. Impressed by what you saw? Yeah, that's right. I was with the women's rugby show as a guest presenter for them. Do you know what? I think the scoreline does flatter them. I think Richmond played really, really well in a lot of parts. The first half, I mean, it was half time. It was fourteen seven, oh. and Richmond stro- stroke first. And I was no, I was genuinely impressed. I think they put a lot of pressure on. They looked like such a different side defensively. Um, having said that, the Saracens there was a hell of a lot of errors. And a lot of turnovers. Um, so, you know, on a dry day, I'd probably expect that scoreline to probably be double. But genuinely, I thought Richmond performed pretty well. A lot of players missing for Saracens. Well, you say that. They had a hell of a pack um, line on the bench. They had Zoe Harrison, Poppy Cleal, Bryony Peel, uh, Vicky Fleetwood. 
Hannah Bottomman starting. Um, who else was starting for them? I was just thinking of their injuries, actually. With Marley, obviously, we spoke to Rosie Gallagher. Rosie was there. Uh, Mackenzie Lesser. Carson. Yeah. Um, but good to see Bryony Cleal back as well. Yeah, she, I spoke to her after and she said that her, her heart was like pumping pretty fast. <laughs> she was knackered. Uh, but no, it was good to see her back on the pitch. And obviously with Six Nations just around the corner, she's probably pretty happy that the game was rearranged for then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, two sides hoping to play in that, uh, that top flight sooner rather than later. Our Newcastle and Exeter, well, they played out a friendly at the weekend. Uh, it finished up 27-10 to Susie Appleby's new Exeter side. But both showing real intent and ambition. You know, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, about clubs and the minimum standards you've got to reach and what have you. Organising a fixture, a friendly fixture like this, shows real intent, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And it's impressive that they both got full sides out as well. Um, and I think they've also got a return fixture as well. So I think they were up in Newcastle and I think they're going to come down to Exeter. So yeah, it is showing intent. It's, it's stamping out what they are all about and no doubt we'll, we'll see more of this progress as the the, month, the next few months um, reveal what is happening with the, the spots that, that are available. Yeah, absolutely. Nikki Ponce will coming on the, on the pod in the next couple of weeks. So it'll be really interesting to, to hear her thoughts. Uh, it's, a, it's a wrap for the uh, Tier 2 regular season as well. And it's West Park Leeds ladies who top the North just ahead of Cheltenham ladies. Uh, they needed 89 clear points and they did it in their final game. And Old Albanian Saints are table toppers in the South. Now it's on to the playoffs for those sides. And the final bit of news is from World Rugby's Challenge 7s. The inaugural leg has been announced in Stellenbosch. That's in South Africa, Beth. Uh, March 28th to 29th. It's Katie Savier here, General Manager of Women's Rugby at World Rugby, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Okay, it's time for our first guest. No doubt what the biggest game of the week is, the meeting of the Six Nations, top two in South Yorkshire. England and Ireland both have nine points after their first two games, and they meet live on Sky at 12.45 this Sunday. And I'm delighted to say... Jenny Murphy of Ireland and Barbarians fame joins us now. Hello, Jenny. How are you? Hey, guys. How's the form? Very well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we're a little, little bit wet here. Um, we've got a cosy little studio which we cobbled together this, uh, this these ramblings in, and uh, we had to get had to have wellies to get here today. So uh, we've kind of on, on our own little island, but uh, yeah, we're all good. Have you been impressed with the the team so far? Like from where I'm standing, I think they've been outstanding. Yeah, um, they've they've made some big improvements, um, and it's it's an exciting team to watch. There's a lot of youth um, there, so the the sky is the limit um, for the younger team as well. So you're just hoping to see a good performance out the weekend and see what they're made of. So I'm kind of looking forward to looking forward to seeing like you know probably played against maybe not the strongest um, sides in the Six Nations so far. So I think when you're when you're playing against the likes of England, that's when you kind of you see where you are, and because that's the bar that's been set, um, so I can, I, I guess it's going to be a clear assessment of, of where where they are as a team and what they need to kind of get to. What do you think Ireland are expecting from from England this weekend? You say England are a really really tough challenge away from home. Well, I think they're they're going to be facing you know pr- professionals, um, and going to England is always a tough place. Um, you're you're kind of you're going into the lion's den, so to speak. So I think it's going to be fairly formidable. Um, obviously, like in, against 
absolutely miserable conditions on a Monday against Scotland. Um, it didn't really seem to affect the standard of play that we've come to expect from England in the last couple of years. So, like, it's going to be a tough ask. Um, I think an area that um, probably do a little bit of a kind of work on is, is definitely Ireland scrums, and that's an area where you know England have have done extremely well with the front row that they have. Um, so that's going to be something to kind of I'm going to look out for. I'm going to pretend I know what's going on in the scrums. I really haven't a clue. Um, but it's you know it's what people are saying, so I'm just going to kind of repeat that. <laughs> you already mentioned it. It is a very young squad. How, how daunting a prospect is that going over to England be a, a pretty decent crowd at Castle Park um, up against professionals seasoned professionals how, how big is that mental side in the in the opening exchanges going to be Jenny um, I, I think with with like when you're when you're young like I know with my case you kind of you don't really realise what you're going into you don't really think too much well, I know I didn't anyway when the more experienced players around you are confident and you're training well, you don't well like you don't really tend to think you do your homework. But um, I think you can be a little bit blissfully ignorant, but in a good way about what you're coming up to face. Um, so I think that when you when you maybe don't have many caps or haven't faced England that much I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing either I think you're just thinking about okay can I better my opposite number can we do what we set out to do with training um so it's it's sometimes I think it can be it can be quite a positive and Jen I know that there's obviously focuses this weekend and the Six Nations but everybody is also talking about what's to come in September for the qualifiers for World Cup I mean how much is that being spoken around in the change rooms how much is that on players minds you know because ultimately you've got a massive goal at the end of the year and that's to qualify for the world cup like it's, it's such a cliche boring thing to say but i don't i don't really think that there's much chat about it at the moment like you're in the middle of a competition at the moment it's it's all the focus is on six nations and then once that's done and dusted then you can start thinking about what's ahead so um and like there's a lot of room in the summer. Hopefully, Ireland will will get more tests um, to kind of build up. I know that there's been a there hasn't been well, in my opinion, there hasn't been enough um, games played <clears throat> during or between the Six Nations. So hopefully, something will be done about that um, before the qualifiers. I think there's like there's only so much training and camps you can have but that game day experience is massive and that's what you're going to get with the Six Nations against some of the, the best teams in the world so I don't think they're thinking too much past you know England at the moment and yeah again the boring take each game um, but that's you know keep it small keep your goals kind of like one step ahead of the other and then if you're doing your process as well hopefully things will work out and they'll be at a World Cup wise wise words yeah. So wise, very wise Excuse me. Let me let me put this to you, uh, then, Jenny. Um, what would constitute success for Ireland this weekend against England? Um, I know you talk about performance and stuff, but I I think I'd like to if we got some good, well worked tries across the whitewash a couple of times and kept the kept the kept close to England, even if it was a 20, 25 point kind of scoreline. Um, 
I think that's something at the moment which is you know it's disappointing to to say that but that's where we are at the moment um, and to be fair to England they've just um, set the bar really high and now it's up to the other unions to get there um, so hopefully oh, well that's my that's my hope anyway keep it a close a closer game than that and hopefully we cross the whitewash a few times Thank you very much for your wise words and we'll hopefully see you back in the green very very soon thanks for joining us Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Now for the news for the England cap. It's a hello again to head coach Simon Middleton. Thank you very much for joining us yet again, mates. Very kind of you. Pleasure. Um, First thing I I wanted to ask you was, how guilty did you feel in that cosy box at Murrayfield? (laughs) Chewing on a Harry bow with a hot chocolate in your hand while your girls are out there on the field in some sort of apocalyptic Narnia scene. <laughs> well, obviously it felt dreadful, but there was no point everybody suffering. That's, that's the way we looked at it. <laughs> yeah, no, we did feel for them, believe me. I mean, it's been a pretty um, up and down in terms of seasons before you start. Obviously, you go away to Poe and it's 29 degrees, then you go to Murrayfield and it's all seasons in one go. I mean, how excited are you to, to be at home, but also to be returning back to Castle uh, Park? We know what they kind of put on. Are you, the girls pretty excited about playing home? Oh, yeah, absolutely thrilled. You know, uh, to have two two games on the road first up is, is pretty tough. And, you know, and particularly considering the circumstances last week, having to actually move the game uh, and play on a different day. And then, like you say, Rach, you know, playing 26 degrees one one week and <laughs> minus three degrees the following week. So, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't guarantee what the weather's going to be like at the weekend at, at Doncaster, but uh, I'm pretty sure the reception will be, it'll be, it'll be pretty hot for the Irish. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to being at home. So, Mark's had a 10 for the, the opening two games then, but mids? I said a good a good seven is where I'd put us. I think I think any winning in France is a is a really good win, and uh, we did some really good things in that game. We, we, you know, we had to we had to be pretty tough in that game to to win, and uh, and we got, you know we, we got that through some really good defence, you know, and some good attacking moments. And then and then last week I, I thought the girls were just terrific because uh, it, it was it was so many challenges thrown at us, and not just to sort of survive everything and get a win, but to, to play as well as I, I thought we did. Uh, particularly second half it was a little bit like as the, as the conditions got worse we, we, we tended to get better and I'm sure Rachel will testify you know that, that's a quite a, a good characteristic of, of, of the England teams I, I found you know in adversity we're usually pretty good and we uh, we, we turn up when it gets uh, when it gets pretty sticky we did that again last week so yeah good, a good seven for sure so there's seven out of ten for the opening two games and we've seen a slight changes in selection I mean obviously we're not asking specifics because um, you, you won't give us those of course um, but in terms of selection for, for, for the remaining games of the Six Nations in particular Ireland this weekend what, what, can, what can we expect from rotation or yeah yeah there'll be there'll be a, a, a bit of a mix up again I think we're we're blessed. We've got a we've got a fantastic squad of players. Uh, we've got some real strength in depth, and and you know there's a bit of a combination of 
and making sure we get the the right combinations on the field, but also making sure that we keep everybody playing as much as possible. Because I think there's so little to choose between the players at the moment in some of the positions. It's you know the probably it's not so much the, the fair thing to do. It's probably the right thing to do is make sure we keep we keep all the girls as sharp as possible. And you can only do that by by getting them out there and getting them on the field. So uh, you know that that's what we'll be looking to do. Um, it's- been talking to uh well no sorry listening to your post-match interviews and stuff I mean, a lot of people said that the game of the the tournament was the the france game and the tournament's done after that i've been really really impressed with the rhetoric coming out of your camp about looking in and actually setting your own standards is that is that a true impression that we've got from the outside and uh, will you be carrying that on for the rest of the six nations yeah absolutely you know it's i think it's always it's always about your performance, about about how well you play, uh, and uh, you know we we will always we'll always look at ourselves uh, from that point of view. Uh, I think you know the, the teams are the, the teams in the Six Nations. Everybody's improving, and, and I think for us we always we always look at who we're playing next, focus on those, and then we're we're very much about well how can we be better in this game than we were in the last game, and what does that what does that look like? Uh, you know, it could be various facets of the game, or it could be you know just an overall performance. And you know, we certainly did that going into the Scotland game after what was obviously a really big game in in France, uh, and we'll continue to do it that way. You, know, we were very much performance focused, and uh, you know, generally you get that area right, and the results tend to follow. And uh, you must be looking forward to playing Ireland. They, they've been looking pretty impressive. What sort of um, what are your expectations against them, and, and are there any things that you're looking to differ from the first two rounds going in yourself? Yeah, I mean they've been good, and you know you're, I know stats don't say say everything. You know you've got to obviously look at the, the performance, but the, their, their figures are actually on paper actually better than ours in many you know many respects. You know the the sort of hundred percent in the line out of the scrums and things like that, and uh, you know they've got some. I think what they've got is they've got some really good contributors to the game so you get there's a lot of girls who are playing well for them so the back three is, is a particular threat very similar to Scotland in actual fact you know that if you get their back three on the ball uh, they're, they're going to cause you a problem so you know we, we need to think about how we manage our kicking game that's going to be really important for us uh, at the same time contact area they've turned more balls over in the contact area than any other team in the Six Nations by a considerable amount so we're going to have to go around the contact area as well uh, I mean, what, one of the things that we did talk about right at the start of, of, of the Six Nations and probably the autumns was 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 really focusing on ourselves, and we sort of went along a, a seventy-five twenty-five rule, which is is twenty-five percent of the time we'll we'll look at the opposition and you know and make sure that we know exactly what's coming. But the other seventy-five is a real focus on our game and and what well uh, so we've got those things in mind that we will need to look at and need to make sure we take care of but then you know the key bit is is focused on our game and our execution and uh, you know it was really difficult in Scotland because the, the conditions were so cold but you know some of our, our skill execution just, uh, just, just uh, it was just that catch and pass in the first half sort of stifled us a little bit so we need to be better in that area and if we can do that I think a lot of the stuff that we want to get into play just in terms of our shape and our continuity and, and making sure we're playing the right areas of the field I, I think they'll, they'll fall more into place so uh, you know it's certainly a bit of stuff to look at in terms of some of the things Ireland are doing but you know also you know certainly plenty to look at in terms of what we're going to do 
Just one final question. Will you be going all the way back down to uh, Bisham Abbey to then get the bus back, bus back up for five minutes round by your house? <laughs> or will you just be doing a short yeah. journey? Yeah, I just, I just love travelling, Johnny, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it was just actually driving past my house to know that I was going another four hours down south to then come back up four hours the day afterwards. Yeah, it didn't exactly inspire me, but, you know, sometimes you've got to, you've got to take one for the team, as they say. <laughs> oh, great stuff. All the best the weekend, and, um, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully speak to you at the end of the Six Nations. Yeah, cheers. All the best. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Rach. I'm Vicky Fleetwood, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Let's move on to the early kickoff on Sunday, as Wales welcomed France to the Arms Park. Chris Horseman's team lost their first two matches this season, while France make their first away game of the campaign after beating Italy last time out. A very warm welcome to Lisa Bird Burgess. Now, um, Lisa, I don't particularly know you, so I wouldn't presume to, to call you Bird, but... I mean, have people stopped referring to you as, as Bird and now it's Mom, considering you're the uh, the first elected female member of the WR board? Or <laughs> Johnny, uh, no, they have no. I'm still known as Asta. Very, they're very funny, I have to say. But yeah, no, I'm still known as Bird in rugby, most definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, and my friends still call me that, and um, Lisa, Lisa, and know me outside of rugby. <laughs> is is that a story you can can share with our WRP listeners? Why you're called Bird? <laughs> Oh, it's just a really long story. It all stems back really to um, to Loughborough when I went to Loughborough University, and um, yeah, just you know, just what, what's your nickname and all the rest of it, and um, that hence the fact that my nickname was Bird. And we'd organised a night out, and it was about um, you know, and I was one of the organisers. And shopping trolleys came in into it as it did, and uh, basically the next day we had a lecture at nine o'clock, a psychology lecture, and. Um, it was, who's a clever birdie then? And ironically, it was about two parrots and, and the opening scene was them pushing these little trolleys around. So then, then it stuck because they were birds the night before. There we go. <laughs> so from then on, I was known as a bird, yeah, and that's how it stuck for rugby. So there's the story out in the open. <laughs> so it is, yeah, brilliant. Um, we, we've spoken about the WR board there. Um, it's, um, huge congratulations on a, on a serious note uh, for, for getting that to his, historic moment. What, what, what's at the top of your to-do list? Now you're on the WR board. Um, well, basically, first and foremost, it's just it's you know it's a huge honour to be on there, um, and you know I think the the kind of openness of all the Welsh clubs really they've they've embraced uh, the fact that you know we need greater diversity within the union, and it, you know there's three women now on the board of directors, which is just great to see. Um, and on my to do list, really, is just um, kind of making sure I'm, I'm visible within. The, the, the Welsh rugby scene and um, you know contributing as best I can within the within the board meetings and the community game board meetings and and just being a you know a, a profile there to, to raise um, the profile for you know women in rugby but also contribute to Welsh rugby as well so so yeah it's just um, and, and obviously I haven't been enrolled for very long so I'm still getting to know how everything works and um, all the procedures and everything so um, so yes yeah, I'm still on a learning curve in that respect I was just about to ask you was it was it what you expected? So I remember when we had a little conversation, you were kind of, you were quite blown away by the amount of involvement that you have. With regards to that, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously this, um, you know, it's, it's being there, you know, you have to attend meetings, um, et cetera, council meetings, um, board meetings, which is what you would expect. And obviously, you know, uh, being on 
present in game days as well, you know, for the for the men's matches, the women's matches, and then the twenty matches. Obviously, you, don't, you can't go to the ball, so you can only go to some. But it's being that presence, being that representative, and and at the moment, I have to say, it's been, you know, it's been, I've been really well embraced by the Welsh community and the, you know, everyone that works in the WIU. So for me, it's been, it's been a huge honour. Um, and yeah, just like I said, still learning how things work, but um, but yeah, enjoying the enjoying that opportunity and it's, it's just great that they've embraced the fact that you know we need to have that diverse diversity within these boards now I'd, I'd love to oh, I've got so many questions I want to talk to you for ages and ages and ages about women's, women's rugby in Wales but look we've, we've got to tie this up um, and talk about the weekend and, and Wales and this Six Nations what have been your assessment of Wales over the, the first couple of rounds been so far Mom? Um, to be honest with you, it's been it's been really disappointing. I mean, um, you know, Wales have had quite a lot of possession, but they just seem haven't been able to convert that possession into points. Um, you know, and just playing in the right areas of the park, um, which is you know, which has been disappointing. I mean, it was a really tight game against Italy. You know, with four tries disallowed, I was I was actually there at that game. Um, and just yeah, they just they just couldn't convert into you know that pressure into points. You know, Italy with four disallowed tries as well. So that was incredibly disappointing to come away from that first game without a win. And then the game in Ireland, you know, again, you know, we just just had that possession again, but just couldn't convert it. So you know, there's there's, there's definitely some questions to be answered there, which I know the girls the girls are really disappointed at the moment, and uh, the coaching staff and the girls are working hard to rectify that now because um, obviously the next encounter then will be with France this weekend, which is a another huge task for them but you know the feeling in the camp is really positive they you know they want to rectify those mistakes they've been working hard and had more kind of time together as, as well as a squad so um so hopefully they can put in a, a, a stronger performance against um against france and that is a it's a big game for them this weekend but if it, it, it must be you already spoken about some of the frustrations you know last year beat scotland beat ireland drew against italy um, they'll want to try and get things right this weekend but do you think because obviously there was some disruption before Six Nations do you think any of that has anything to do with it kind of the off pitch stuff my, my, my encounter with the girls in the squad environment at the moment is, is a really positive one I mean obviously when you get a change of coaches there's, you know there is you know, change within that environment. But what I've experienced is, is my honest opinion, is a really positive environment with the players that are there. Um, you know, and that's, like I said, they're changing a the culture there within Wales at the moment, you know, with that positive environment they've got. And it's just keeping that positivity moving forward. Um, they've got a lot of young players, you know, that have been, some of those young players have been quite impressive. Um, and some senior players, you know, that have come, are really holding their hand up with the performance, but it's just not clicking at the moment. Um, you know, we, we have to convert that possession and play in the right areas of the park to score those points. So I'm, I'm, I know that there is a positive vibe in the in the camp, and they, they're hoping to rectify that this weekend with a better, improved performance against France. Yeah, I think whenever there's change, and you spoke about it there, Bird, like it, it does take time for changes to adjust, people to buy into something new, new players coming in, some players going out. So it will take time, but like you said, there's glimpses of some really good stuff from Wales. So what what do you reckon they need to really focus in? Because let's be honest, France has been looking pretty hot. What have they got to focus on this weekend? Yeah, I mean, we've got to get the set piece right, first of all, against France. I mean, France's scrum was something else against England, you know, so so winning our set piece has got to be... Sorry, <laughs> can tell you're a forward going straight in there. With yeah, straight in with the scrum. <laughs> scrum, scrum chat, you carry on, Bert. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> front, see, front, 
different group chat again. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, we've got to get our set piece. We've got to win the ball, at, uh, you know, at that set piece time, which is which is going to be interesting. You know, we've got some some really good. I mean, Gwentlyn Priest, uh, our young prop there, she's been outstanding so far. Well, I mean, she's she's unlucky to get a yellow card against Ireland, but she's she's been um, certainly putting about with some great tackles and um, performance there on the pitch. But um, but yeah, set piece, and then I think decision making. I mean, we've got Kira Bevan at nine, phenomenal player, but um, you know, and Robin as well at ten. I think we've missed Snowy as well. You know, Snowy's influence there on the squad as well. So um, Eleanor Snowzell. But I mean, um, you know, we've got to make sure we get um, get the ball played in the right areas of the park. You know, down in the French half 22 and then make sure we convert the pressure into points which is what's been eluding us at the moment so you're going for a welsh win then are you bird <laughs> we know it's going to be difficult against france we're under no illusion to that most definitely but yeah we, we just you know we need that we need that solid performance and convert like that pressure into some points um and who's to say who's to say if we can get some points you know early on then we can't hold on to that lead Really fascinating insight, not, not only into your name, uh, apart from anything, but to know some really, really great chat on, on where Wales are at the moment. Really appreciate it. Um, would you come back on the pod later in the season where we've got a bit more time to, to chatter about you and, uh, and what Welsh women's rugby is all about and where it's going? It'll be an absolute pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks very bit... much, guys. And great work with the pod, by the way. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for your time today uh, and enjoy the game of the weekend. Cheers, Bert. Cheers, Bert. Thank you. Cheerio, both. Bye. Bye bye. Our final guest on the WRP this week is Scotland flag Rachel Malcolm. Hopefully she's thawed out after that extraordinary game at Murrayfield two weeks ago. A trip to Milan this weekend for Rachel to take on last year's runners-up. Uh, Rachel, hello, how are you? Have you thawed out yet? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm all good, thank you. Um, we had some nice warm baths as soon as we, we got off the pitch, so luckily it thawed out pretty quickly, but yeah, it was quite the, quite the day out there. I, I, a couple of things, if we can just look back. One thing, have you ever had a hot water bottle in the team huddle ever before? Uh, and have you ever played in conditions quite as bad as that? <laughs> no, one, I have definitely not ever had a, a hot water bottle. Um, conditions as bad as that. I have actually had conditions which probably challenged it. Um, we played a friendly, uh, Beth might remember this actually, against Quinn's. Uh, for Scotland a couple of years ago um, and we played on a completely frozen pitch uh, I think it was like an army ground or something like that and those were those were pretty terrible conditions that night as well so that probably would challenge it yeah I um, I remember hearing the stories about that one I was unavailable for that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No that one, <laughs> she was wrapped up warm while we were right there surely you're used to those conditions though you say that, but I actually hate being cold. I'm the worst Scot ever. Um, exactly what Jake so no. always says. She's like, I hate the cold. Just because I'm Scottish doesn't mean I like it. Oh, you would actually not believe the number of people that say, oh, but you're Scottish, you must, be, you must cope well with that. It's like, we still get cold. Rachel, we, we, we had um, Philip Doyle. Um, not that anybody knows him as Philip Doyle, but we um, goose on the, on the pod a, a few weeks ago, um, engaging as ever. Seems, <laughs> yeah. seems from the outside he's making a, a pretty decent impact and he he was talking about what he really wants to achieve this Six Nations is closing in a gap especially against the big two England being one of them how well do you think that's happening? Yeah you know I think we always set out um, for the Six Nations as a squad and as you say like Beast's expectations were very much not so much about the outcome of the 
outcome of the game, but more the process and, and kind of close that gap in terms of both obviously the scoreline, but the performances as well. So not having such kind of a vast difference between us and the likes of England and France. And I think, you know, particularly the first half against England before probably the conditions ruined the game a little bit. I think we, we did step up. I think our particularly our defence was probably a lot better than it has been even in recent games. Um, and we managed to hold them out for large periods, which we, we wouldn't have been able to do even just last season. Um, I think our line-out defence was quite good, particularly in the first half. Uh, but I think, you know, the second half we fell away a little bit, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I think we are starting to close that gap. I think the scoreline probably from, from Monday didn't maybe reflect as well as we've done that. Um, and hopefully in the next couple of games, we'll hopefully challenge a bit better. But I do think, you know, in terms of performances, um, particularly against Ireland, we played really well. We didn't necessarily convert as much as we should have done, which is frustrating. But I think, you know, the performances are coming and, and it is building. When you look down at your team sheet and you see the players that you have, you know, especially that back line, you've got Helen Nelson, Rona Lloyd, Chloe Rowley. You know, you've got some real excitement yeah. there and some players that can really play. I mean, did the weather have, you know, an impact on being able to play a little bit more? And can we expect, because I have checked the weather and it is sunny in Italy. <laughs> yeah, so no, thank do, God. Are we going to see, you know, this kind of backline unleashed this weekend? Yeah, I really hope so. You know, I think we saw it again, you know, the likes of Spain, we saw what that backline can do. And, and we have shown it in some, some games previously. I don't think yeah, we maybe were firing well. our Say that again, sorry. Sorry, Rachel, cut in. I was just saying, South Africa, um, when you went over oh, the exactly. tour, some wonderful trials yeah, so, out there. Yeah, so like those, I think we, we've seen glimpses of it, and I think, you know, looking at the kind of stats against against England um, from Monday, it was much more of a kind of forwards game and carrying hard, and we probably didn't get the opportunity to, re- to release them as much as we would have liked to. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, I think weather permitting you know um against Italy we'll, we'll have a better opportunity of that and and see those kind of players coming into the game and, and controlling the game a bit better so what can we expect um from you guys this weekend and what can you expect from Italy as well I, I think we want to just kind of play with a bit more I think kind of what we didn't necessarily achieve on Monday was actually having a shot and attack um we we didn't show the way we could play so I think from us, it's going to be just concentrating on what, what we're doing rather than, than what they're going to throw at us. And it's it's a case of kind of trying to put our systems in place and, and play the kind of rugby that's going to going to score us tries and, and start to convert because that's what I think we haven't got out of the last two games is, you know, against Ireland, we put in some good phases of play, but we didn't convert those chances. So what I'd really like to see is, is us kind of pulling, pulling away and, and, and converting the pressure that we, we have and hopefully we will put put Italy under a bit more pressure than we had the opportunity to put England under. So, yeah, that's what I'd hope we would see from us um, this weekend. Oh, Rachel, I'm finding you, the, you and, and Goose and the whole Scottish story, story particularly fascinating at the moment. But we will, unfortunately, leave it there. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Short and sweet. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And all the very best at the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Bye. Cheers, Rachel. Bye. I'm Jill Burns, and you're listening to the wonderful Women's Rugby Pod. So that just leaves us with our prediction race. Not really a race. Um, well ahead. Well, well, I mean, two nil ahead. So let's go straight to it then, shall we? The early kickoff Sunday, twelve o'clock, on S4C. Also streamed on the Six Nations website. Wales against France. I don't think this is a hard one. I think France are gonna gonna win comfortably. 
I think they've been improving again each week. You know, last weekend, not last weekend, the weekend before when they played Italy, they were really determined to come out and better performance and make the make up for their mistakes against England. Um, and they'll want to do exactly that again this weekend against Wales. Um, and also, you know, I know that everybody's talking about France and England being the big game, that, you know, Six Nations is over after that. Every still is chasing the opportunity to win the Six Nations and anything could happen with any team. So they'll want to go out and put their best foot forward against Wales. And I just, I don't think Wales have the physicality to match what France have. It's happened before though. Wales have gone to hosted France and France haven't turned up mentally. And Wales have got uh, got the win. No chance of that happening this weekend. You can't say no chance because... France as an outfit you you they're really unpredictable at times and they can sometimes not turn up mentally or physically um but I feel, I just feel like there's a real shift in them this season um you know the way they stayed in the fight against England they lost opportunities against them um where they bounced back against Italy which Italy could have been a real kind of banana skin for them and they performed well um and I just don't see that that's in them anymore I think that they've like dealt with those gremlins of you know mentally not being really switched on or there from the start, and they had to learn that from some really harsh lessons last year. If you think the away to England at Doncaster, they got absolutely hammered because they weren't they weren't mentally ready, they weren't switched on, and I think that haunts them. And I can't see them doing the same again. So who'll be playing in red? Well, don't they have to? Don't they decide on the day they get to choose? Who'll be playing in red? Wales. Well, that's a burst prediction. I'm going to go France. Um, <laughs> so, Wales going for Wales. I'm going France. On what? To- <laughs> Are you going to edit that so it sounds like... Nope. Right, okay. Uh, England against Ireland. Uh, 12.45, so you can watch the first half of Wales-France. And then you, if you wanted to switch over uh, onto RTE or Sky Sports. It's also streamed, this one. England against Ireland, Upper Castle Park. What do you reckon? Do you know what? I'm really hoping that Ireland bring a really good performance, bring their potential performance, because I think they can push England. Um, in the last two rounds that we've seen Ireland play, they've had so many um, kind of moments of brilliance. They've had a couple of um, luck as well, on the, the old Irish luck on their side to, to win games as well and to turn things around. But there does seem to be something simmering in this Irish team that you know could cause an upset. I think England, again, have too much um, ability, power, explosiveness to... I just feel like with England, you're always waiting for England to make a real big mistake to get an opportunity. Whereas on the flip side, England create opportunities and they take them. Um, So it's a no-brainer. I think Ireland, if they turn up and play well, they can really push England, they can frustrate them. But I still think England just have too much over them. Um, across the park um, from experience to ability to game understanding to game management to to kind of seal that game so who are you predicting for the win England so you have Wales against France <laughs> and England against Ireland <laughs> yeah France and England France and England I'm going France and England as well okay. uh, Italy Scotland again on Sunday ten past five GMT this one doesn't clash doesn't clash no, uh, on Eurosport, BBC Alba, and also streamed. Where's this going? Tough. Yeah, I don't know how to call this one. 
I'm going to back Scotland because I think actually the way that they've played and they've performed, they played really well against Ireland, lost it or like gave it to Ireland basically in the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, I think even though the result is quite um, disappointing for them last weekend, you still saw so many improvements from them and their defence um, was outstanding. And actually, when you look at the team on paper, they have so much talent from in the in the pack into the backs as well. And it would just be great to see actually them excel and get some attacking opportunities. And although um, Italy also possess some very good talented players, it's not across the whole board. So I think with all the improvements, the new management coming in, um, you know, they've been improving ever since they went to South Africa. They've been on this kind of up. Um, so for me, I just think, you know, they've got the opportunity to, to beat Italy this weekend. Do you? Yeah. Do you think the other way? Uh, After watching how Italy played against France as well, you have to take that into consideration. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean... As sad as it is, just for the prediction race, the personal prediction race, I'm going to go <laughs> different because uh, that could be the point of a difference. But also, Jada uh, Franco, the uh, oh no, she'll kill me again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she wasn't very happy with you, a club teammate going against her in the in the uh, in the prediction race. Very very happy with myself. So I'm just going to keep because I've seen the way that Jada hits people on the rugby <laughs> field. And I don't want oh, to be yeah. a part of any of that. I forgot that so, I've got to train with her when she gets back. Yeah, hard like you. I love you, Jada. No, 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 yeah. she's got to get you again, Jada. <laughs> I've gone with you, so don't smash me next If we go about you. individuals... Let's move on. <laughs> Jada uh, would win all day. Jada, she's going to get you again. And just in other news, Silent Nathan Wong does no birth. If you listen to previous episodes, you'll know why we're saying <laughs> that. If you don't know, then go and listen to the previous episodes. Um, that's about it, it from uh, us this week. Only one shout-out. So, yeah, we really want to see those fingers, Twitter cats. So get in touch. Twitter cats? Yeah, that is, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, Adam Buxton (laughs) says it. He's a cool podcaster. I'm just following him. Um, Twitter cats. Twitter cats. Podcats? Twitter cats? Let's see if it catches on. Yeah, Twitter cats. I don't know what's wrong with that. I've never heard of it. Well... People used to think the world was flat as well, Berth, so, you know. Are you a Twitter guru? Oh, honestly. What about Instagram? Yep. I'd share a story. All those. <laughs> Absolutely, yep. <laughs> honestly. Give me a quill and ink, and I'm very, very happy. <laughs> Piece of parchment, lovely. A wax stamp. Yep, all that jazz. On the ring, <laughs> the signet ring, happy days. Anyway, the shout-out this yeah. week, Berth. Uh, is the 21st of March. Get yourself to Abbeydale Sports Club, very nice up there, up in Sheffield, uh, for the Ladies' Day Lunch with Sheffield RFC. It's a 12.30 sit-down for that one. And Storm Chiara, Storm Dennis and Storm Ellen Willing will be joined by the RFU's Head of Elite Performance, Nikki Ponsford, to cheer over the Tyrrell's Premier 15's news, salary caps, relegation, all that jazz. And of course, England's bid for a back-to-back Grand Slam. Big thank you, as always, to producer Jez, to Simon Middleton, to Rachel Malcolm, to Lisa Bird Burgess, and to Jenny Murphy. And remember to subscribe, rate us, get on Insta, Twitter us, and let us know your thoughts on round three. Also, keep across our socials because we've got some very, very big news Ooh. about a live podcast coming to you. Yeah, in the next couple of days, we'll be putting that news out on our socials. 
So do keep an eye out and, and do join us on our first ever live pod. Enjoy this weekend's matches and remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. Until next time. <laughs>